Hello and welcome to the Top Story, the podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Chijiu. Coming up in this edition, the Hamas delegation has visited Cairo for ceasefire negotiations with mediators from Egypt and Qatar. Justices at the U.S. Supreme Court have met to debate whether Donald Trump should be disqualified from the 2024 presidential election. And Singapore and China commence mutual visa-free exchanges, allowing citizens of both countries to visit for up to 30 days. We begin in the Middle East. A Hamas delegation has visited Cairo for ceasefire negotiations with mediators from Egypt and Qatar. This follows Israel's rejection of Hamas proposal. Abdel Al Marouki has more. Delegation from Hamas, headed by Khalil Al Haya, who is the number two、uh, person in the leadership of Hamas and the main person responsible inside Gaza.、Um, he has been、uh, one of the leading negotiators、uh, in、um, the talks in Cairo that is expected to extend for ten days. Basically, what is happening is after a firm rejection to the original deal that was、uh, brokered about、um, or. Offered as an initiative two weeks ago, the Paris deal,、um, through which、uh, Israel and Hamas both rejected it,、um, after also a visit by Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State to the region. Hamas offered an amendment、um, to the agreement, basically、um, saying that it wants a three phases of ceasefire, each for about 45 days, and it will release about 45 hostages in the first phase, the first 45 days of a ceasefire. That will include everyone under the age of 19, all、um, seniors and all women.、Uh, now, this also comes as Earlier, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister, showed、um, some absolute rejection, actually,、um, to the、uh, Hamas initiative. So basically, the, the Cairo talks, which includes officials from Egypt, Qatar,、um, Egyptian intelligence officials as well, will be talking with Hamas, trying to draft another deal that will be acceptable by Israel. That's Abdel Marouki reporting from Egypt. Meanwhile, Israel claims that Rafah in southern Gaza is the last Hamas stronghold and is making plans for a ground operation. Israeli forces have already bombed areas in a city where over half of Gaza's population is sheltering. Alina Bekataras with the Associated Press reports from Jerusalem. There is increasing concern about an imminent Israeli incursion into Rafah. Rafah is the town in the southern Gaza Strip. Where more than half of the population of the territory is now sheltering. These are people who have been displaced from the north and the centre, and even from some parts of southern Gaza. They are all now in Rafah. This is a town that used to have a population before the war of around 280,000 people. Now there are more than a million people sheltering there. The Israeli military has said that it must pursue Hamas until it manages to、uh, eliminate it and eliminate it as a threat that will never again be able. To carry out a cross-border raid like it did on October the 7th and sparked this war. Now the problem is that the people who are sheltering in Rafah have nowhere else to go. They can't go north because of the fighting and because the roads are impassable. South, the border with Egypt is, is closed, and there is just nowhere else left for them to go. The United Nations has increasingly expressed concern about this. There have been. Airstrikes. They have been intensive airstrikes in the area already. Now,、uh, earlier, the、uh, White House national security spokesman John Kirby has said that this is not something. If it were to happen, this is not something that you, the United States would agree to. That was AP correspondent Elena Bakhtarov in Jerusalem.
In North America, justices at the U.S. Supreme Court have met to debate whether Donald Trump should be disqualified from the 2024 presidential election. Colorado and Maine have announced their decision to remove the former president from the ballot because of Trump's attempt to undo the 2020 election results. Caroline Malone reports from outside the U.S. Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court justices spent Thursday considering whether Colorado has made the right ruling. They had decided to take Donald Trump, the Republican candidate, off the Republican ballot、uh, because they have ruled ultimately that he engaged in insurrection, and as according to the Constitution,、um, that is not something that's allowed by an officer、uh, of the United States. A lot of skepticism being expressed by the justices in the Supreme Court, including by Katanji Brown Jackson, who's the most recent member of the bench,、um, and her provisions really asking about how you define insurrection and also the implications of making a ruling to take Trump off the ballot. I'm trying to understand、yeah. the distinction between the provision in the Constitution that relates to disqualification on the basis of insurrection. Behavior、mm-hmm. and these other provisions that Justice Sotomayor points out—they all seem to me to be extant、uh, constitutional requirements. So, you, but you're drawing a distinction, right? I'm drawing a distinction because some of them are categorical. What do you mean by as, categorical? Whether、uh, or not you are an insurrectionist is or is not categorical. It is not categorical because because, Cong- because Congress can lift the disability by a two-thirds vote. Well, a short time after the Supreme Court stopped their、um, considerations and arguments on Thursday, we actually heard from the likely Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump himself.、Um, he said that it's a beautiful thing to hear the Supreme Court、uh, justices considering this case, but at the same time, he considers the case to be one that is essentially against democracy. The Supreme Court、um, may make a ruling in a matter of days. There is some precedence for them doing that, including a very important election case from the year 2000, when they ruled in the Bush versus Gore case that ultimately led to George W. Bush becoming the U.S. president、um, because they decided that Florida shouldn't recount their votes. So while they normally take up to three months to make a ruling, there's some serious time pressures in this case, so that we could have a ruling from the Supreme Court in a matter of days. That was Caroline Malone in Washington. Finally, in Asia, Singapore and China have kicked off their mutual visa-free exchanges, allowing citizens of both countries to visit for up to 30 days. Industry experts say the move shows the depth of friendship, trust, and cooperation between the two countries. Mira Lu reports from Singapore. Singapore saw a 115% increase in the number of visitors last year. Amongst them, 1.4 million Chinese visited the Lion City. Still lagging behind the 3.6 million records registered in 2019, Singapore Tourism Board expects the recovery to continue in 2024, driven by improved flight connectivity and the implementation of the mutual 30-day visa-free travel between China and Singapore. That's where the visa-free、um, exchange definitely sends a strong signal. One, in terms of the mental block. Second, I believe there's also a A underlying friendship between Singapore and and China that we trust each other. We are more than friends. We're buddies. If not, you wouldn't do this visa free, right? You only do that to people you welcome. Local businesses have rolled out the red carpet. China usually tops the chart in tourist spending in Singapore. Last year, Chinese visitors spent 2.3 billion dollars, followed by Indonesia and Australia. 
they actually spend a lot for their family. Then I realized that not many people do that. So they, they on the other hand, right, they not just spend with the family, spend for their family, they also spend like time eating together as a group. Industry expert says the visa-free scheme is equally important for Singaporeans to explore what China has to offer. The 30-day visit allows that freedom and spontaneity. Now, for Singaporeans going to China, China is a fantastic destination. It's a beautiful country with a multitude of experiences, right? Um, and multitude of, of cultures and subcultures that we can all enjoy. Industry experts find out that post-pandemic, travelers tend to stay longer in the destination and the willingness to spend, to explore, to indulge also increased. For the frequent flyers, the spontaneity the visa-free scheme offers might be just what they need to pick up the go-back. That was Miru Lu on the visa-free policy between China and Singapore. In China, Friday is the eve of the Chinese New Year. People are welcoming the Year of the Lone or the Chinese Dragon. The New Year on China's lunar calendar, also known as the Spring Festival, is the most important holiday in China and is a time for family reunions. Authorities are expecting 9 billion trips during the 40-day Spring Festival travel rush period. There have been more than 100 million railway trips two weeks into Chunyun. One of the most popular destinations for Chinese New Year travel this year is Harbin. The northeastern city has charmed visitors with its wintry landscape and hospitality. It received more than 3 million travelers for the January 1st New Year holiday. Transport authorities in Harbin have made preparations in anticipation of the large number of arrivals. Chen Longfei has more. There are so many tourists playing with ice, playing with snow, admiring these amazing icy architectures and sculptures that are definitely a sight for people who come from southern parts of China. But even if you live in northern parts of China, like Beijing, these are still amazing sites you can't see anywhere else in the world. This year, Harbin's hostel booking during Spring Festival was 37 times compared to last year. And there's no wonder because everyone you talk to, they say they're staying at this amazing hostel so that's only 200 kwai, which costs less than the ticket to here. Often when we read these news reports, there tends to be exaggeration, but it's actually not the case in Harbin. I'm talking to the barbers, I talk to the restaurant owners, and they say really they're seeing such a huge rush. And in terms of travel rush, because the authorities are expecting it, so they've added more tra- uh, railway lines from big cities like Beijing to Harbin. So if you want to join me, you can actually get a ticket. I was checking on the app. You can easily get a ticket from Beijing to Harbin because they've increased the capacity. That was Chen Longfei reporting from Harbin. Now recapping today's headlines. A Hamas delegation has visited Cairo for ceasefire negotiations with mediators from Egypt and Qatar. Justices at the U.S. Supreme Court have met to debate whether Donald Trump should be disqualified from the 2024 presidential election. And Singapore and China have kicked off their mutual visa-free exchanges, allowing citizens of both countries to visit for up to 30 days. And that's it for this edition of The Top Story, the podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Qi Zhi. Thank you for listening.